0: You are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and you are indeed locked on magic today is june 26 2018 my name is philip rostenreich i'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com you can of course find me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd today we're going to Take our first real look at free agency, just do a quick free agency primer, hit the two big issues in free agency. That's the point guard position and Aaron Gordon as well. We'll talk about some of the options that are gonna be out there for the magic as they made a little bit of a roster move on Monday. We'll talk about that and the direction that the Magic are heading and what we anticipate they'll they'll be looking at and who they might be looking at in free agency as well. And then of course we'll talk a little bit about Aaron Gordon's upcoming free agency and why that is so important. Of course, the best place to get all your news for the, for, from the around the NBA is on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out all the great podcasts on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the podcast that you're looking for, the team you're looking for. There is a Locked On Podcast covering every single team. Want the latest on Paul George, Locked On Thunder, Locked On Lakers? Probably your best places to go. Looking for the general NBA perspective, Locked On NBA is your place to go. And of course, every NBA team, every NFL team, and a growing number of MLB teams are covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just again, search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Let's start today, though, with a bit of news. Monday was deadline day for Shelvin Mack, and unfortunately for Shelvin Mack, it was not as happy as his weekend Kind of a bad gift to give a guy who just got married. Congratulations to Shelvin Mack on his on his nuptials. But unfortunately, business took over on Monday. The Orlando Magic had until Monday to decide whether to keep Shelvin Mack on the roster or not. Um, the second year of his two-year $12 million contract was only partially guaranteed to four days after the NBA draft. Four days after the NBA draft was Monday, June 25th. If the Magic cut Shelvin Mack on Monday, which they did, they would save $5 million, owing him only $1 million total. There is the possibility that the Magic might stretch that like they did with C.J. Watson. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll just eat that money and get it off their books um, after one year instead of splitting it over three. Shelvin Mack, um, it took a little while for him to get going. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, he... You know, when when the Magic signed him and, and he was the first free agent signing of Je- the Jeff Weltman era, era it, it felt very much like an insurance policy more than anything else. It was a, a bulwark sort of against DJ Augustin having another bad year and having a, a quality veteran backup point guard to kind of keep the ship steady for the team. Um, Orlando did not anticipate, I think, using him as much as they did. He averaged around six or seven points per game. Nothing too impressive. Shooting percentage wasn't great. Um, start of the year really struggled, I think, trying to find his way and, and figure things out. But as the year went on, he got a whole lot better. He was, um, I think, one of the more reliable players on the team. If it, if it weren't, you know, if his contract were fully guaranteed, it, it would be a no brainer. Yeah, keep him on the roster, third point guard, potential backup guy, just a solid player to have around. In fact, the Magic even used him a lot at the two last year, pairing him with DJ Augustin on occasion, and they were actually kind of effective together. Mack isn't the guy that you want at the front of your team or is kind of the, the the front face, but he hit open threes. He played decent defense. He was just a solid, solid player. And, and I think I said this uh, when I did my player evaluation of him. He was everything you could have hoped for. I mean, if there was a guy, I mean, there were a few guys that, that you might have said deserved an A. Shelvin Mack probably deserved an A or at least a high B for what he did this season. Um, it, it, the expectations were low, mind you. But the magic needed of him was not very much, but he performed it well. He did his job well. And and you know, I think that Mac is not going to be out of the league. I think he'll find someplace because he's just a solid veteran player. He knows how to play and and knows how to how to fill his role and what he's good at and what he's not good at. And that kind of self awareness is obviously really, really important. Now, the implications of this move are pretty big. If there was one complaint that came out of the Magic's draft class and, and their draft selections, it was their, it, it was that they did not draft a point guard. As things currently stand on the Magic roster, Orlando has just one point guard on the roster. That is DJ Augustin. And while, again, I think we all agree DJ Augustin had a good year for Orlando last year, that he played very, very well, certainly better than he did his first year. DJ Augustin is not an answer for starting point guard. He's not a guy who... Uh, you want as your long-term starting point guard. So, the Magic certainly aren't a point guard bind. They didn't draft one. They drafted two wing players and, of course, uh, Muhammad Bamba. And so, they are still in need of a point guard. And if you have to ask me, this is the, this is kind of going to be the big storyline for the Magic this offseason. Where do they go to find this point guard? And waving Shelvin Mack further suggests that the Magic are going to take this path. Whether it's finding someone off their Summer League team, There's, I think, I mean, Troy Copain played a lot of point guard last year for the Lakeland Magic. He could be someone that they add in there, that they try out at point guard. Certainly during Summer League, I would suspect they'll try him out at point guard. Um, But I think more realistically, this is the Magic's focus in free agency. And I think this is the best way to turn toward free agency right now is to discuss some of the options out there for the Orlando Magic in the free agent market, or in the free agent and the trade market. I think, uh, you know, the Magic, to start off with, aren't going to have a lot of money in free agency. I think think I've made this point several times. We'll make it again here. Orlando really only has their mid-level exception available to them. Now, they can make more money if they let Aaron Gordon walk. We'll talk about Aaron Gordon in a little bit. But assuming Aaron Gordon is staying, assuming the Magic will re-sign Aaron Gordon, the Magic really only have, you know, their $8.5 million mid-level exception to spend this summer. That's obviously not a lot. You can get, I think, a decent player, but you're probably not getting a starter. So you're going to be looking at gambles. You're going to be looking at uh, kind of the the bargain basement, taking a little bit of a risk here to sign a guy. And the question is, how much risk are the Magic willing to take? They obviously got the money, about $8.5 million, Um, but are you willing to give a guy a three-year deal? Are you willing to give a guy a four-year deal? I I would suspect that the Magic are not willing to do much more than a two-year deal for a player. They want to be very conservative, I think, to keep some financial flexibility, especially if they're going to give Aaron Gordon that money and further tie up their, their finances. So who is out there? I think the big name that a lot of Magic fans want think about and have asked me about a lot, and I have admittedly been very, very kind of lukewarm on this, and not lukewarm in that I, I think it's a bad idea. It's, I'm, I'm very indifferent to it. I, I, I want to really, I guess, focus in on this and, and and make sure it's a good decision before I commit to it. Uh, but the big name out there, obviously, is Isaiah Thomas. Former All-Star with the Boston Celtics, had the hip injury that that he played through in the playoffs two years ago. Went to Cleveland, flamed out, got more playing time in L.A. with the Lakers, was not super efficient, but um, but was able to kind of get back his scoring form, not all the way, but he looked better and looked better on the ball. And, and you know, this is a Magic team that needs a creator. They need a guy who is... Going to make his own shot, make make shots for others and score. They need a guy that's just gonna drop 20, 25 a night without thinking. And Isaiah Thomas still has that capability. Now, I, I think because of his size, he's certainly not a long-term solution for the Magic. Um, I wouldn't want him for more than a year or two, kind of a make good contract, go out there and prove it, do something special for us, give our fans something to get excited about, put kind of again, I think this was a big reason why I was I was high on Trey Young put everyone kind of in the right place or in their right role. So Evan Fournier is playing off the ball. Aaron Gordon doesn't have the ball and doesn't have to create as much. You know, you can try and spread the floor a little bit more. Um, go, Go and do that for us for a year. Prove that you're worth big money. Then you can go out and get your big money contract and we'll, you know, figure out point guard later or bring you back. I mean, who knows if that relationship works. It definitely is something that I think the Magic should consider. Again, I think there are real questions. Is he a long-term solution for this team? That I'm not sure about anymore. Especially because this team seems to love length so much because I think there are young players that need the ball in their hands a little bit more. Um, It it is a big question, I think, for sure. But, six years out of the playoffs, as many fans will tell you, Magic needs something that'll get them a little bit excited. And I I think a team like the Magic is ultimately where a guy like Isaiah Thomas is going to end up. He's going to end up on a team that's rebuilding and trying to take that next step, whatever that next step is, and is willing to give him the chance to give him that chance to show and prove himself once again and take that risk. And if he doesn't work out, okay, you end up in the draft again. You're no worse for the wear. If he does work out, maybe you're competing for a playoff spot. Maybe you are taking that next step. Maybe you found your next all-star, or maybe you found a guy that you're willing to invest in, or... A guy that you can trade at the trade deadline, even. Um, I think that... that Those are all considerations the Magic should make. And I, I don't think... Uh, you know, while I, I will probably remain a little wishy-washy on this because I'm, I'm not sure it's the 100% right decision. I think you got to really know what you're getting into. Um, I do think that it is a decision worth discussing and worth considering. And I don't think that, that the Magic should shy away from that. Not necessarily that it's a quick fix, but shy away from that kind of thinking where, you know, you get someone who can clearly contribute to your team, make your team better uh, in the short term, but definitely doesn't have uh, perhaps long term, uh, any long term implications on it as well. So again, the salary, the magic are kind of trapped by the salary, um, but the the salary and the, and the uh, uh, number of years matter more than anything else. So, Definitely, definitely, definitely someone that I think, I, I mean, I don't think that we should look overlook that. I think it is definitely something to consider. More realistically, though, the Magic are probably looking at, at kind of more risk, not riskier prospects, but younger prospects that do have a long-term future. I've definitely targeted Dante Exum, a restricted free agent from the Utah Jazz. I am still a believer in Dante Exum. He has the the, the height and size profile that Jeff Waltman and John Hammond certainly like good defender really really good defender uh, for a player his age especially a really good defender um he's able to to lock down guys pretty effectively um just his problem has been injuries he tore his acl twice um played only 14 games in the regular season last year got in the playoffs a little bit contributed off the bench i mean i think i think he did really good things for the jazz and so the question is how much do you value him how much do the jazz value him what are they willing to match on him and so you do have to be a little bit careful about that because he is a restricted free agent. Um Exum, though doesn't provide a lot of shooting, but at this point I think he he needs a, he just needs playing time. He needs an opportunity to play and with Utah having Ricky Rubio in front of him, having Donovan Mitchell, maybe that isn't where the, where he's going to get that playing time. Maybe that isn't where his future is. Then again, Utah does control control him and and his future there. So I'm not 100% sure that the Magic could get him, even if they tried. But I do think that's a player worth exploring. Another guy that's definitely on the list is Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. Had a breakout year last year, really first uh, saw his sophomore year playing minutes off the bench, not a fringe player anymore. Had some good performances. I'm not sold he's a starter, but again, Jeff Weltman, dra- Jeff Weltman was part of the group that drafted him, uh, or at least began the process of drafting him. Um, I'm not sold that he's a starter in this league and so maybe you sign him start him for a year give him that opportunity and then eventually slide him back um to to slide him back once you found his replacement again um definitely definitely something to consider there as well um those are really the two point guards that I'd target um another veteran guy if the magic are looking for a veteran guy that I would look at look at seriously is Darren Collison um might be willing to give him a two year deal kind of something similar to what DJ Augustin's getting um give him give him that deal Veteran guy, you know he's going to run your team, you know he's going to be efficient, you know he's going to kind of stay out of the way from some of the young guys, but kind of keep everyone uh, moving in the right direction too. Um, I I think that's a good direction to go as well. Um, There there are a couple other point guards. This isn't a particularly strong point guard draft class, and so I actually think if the Magic are going to solve their point guard troubles, it's more likely going to come off, off the trade market. It's already been a few names that have that have popped up in the trade market. We know Dennis Schroeder and Reggie Jackson are probably big names that 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 the Pistons and the Hawks have both respectively been looking to trade for some time. Atlanta, especially now that they've they've got Trey Young, they're probably not looking uh, to to keep Dennis Schroeder around much longer. It seems like it's clear they want to move off of off of them. I'm not particularly a fan of either player. I'm uh, I, I, Dennis Schroeder, not a great shooter, good score, but not a great shooter. Um, Reggie Jackson, kind of the same thing. Schroeder's better than Jackson, of course, but um, I, I'm not really I'm not ready to dump Evan Fournier for either of them. If I can get rid of Biombo, maybe I do it. Um, but you know, you commit to them for a few years. I guess it's it's not the worst thing in the world. I, I do think that this is more the direction the manager going to go. Um, there was reporting coming from the Racing uh, Journal Times, I believe, in Wisconsin, that the Bucks shopped around Matthew Dellavedova and Eric Bledsoe um, on the trade market during the draft. That would be a more interesting direction, I think, for the Magic to go. Maybe, maybe they're interested in Nikola Vucevic. Maybe Evan Fournier works there. You know, maybe they maybe they would take bismarck Biyombo. Honestly, I, I doubt Milwaukee would take bismarck Um, But I I think you can maybe work a trade there. Um, Eric Bledsoe, obviously, a more of a scoring point guard. Give him the ball a little bit more. Um, again, not the greatest shooter in the world, but I, I think that he would fit what this team is looking for and what this team needs um, pretty well right now too. Um, you know, another guy that might be on the trade market that that I would think about as well as Jeff Teague from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, veteran guy, just gonna kind of hold the ship, steady manage the game. I think that's really what the Magic are looking for. Has some scoring ability um, as a threat in his own right, but again, I, I I think the Magic are really looking for someone that's gonna manage things, help the young guys get where they need to be, uh, and 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 contribute to winning in that way uh, more than taking over games. So I, I think they go the kind of Jeff Teague style more than the Dennis Schroder style. Um, of point guard in the trade market. But, of course, um, you got to give them something up to get something. Magic do have some stuff that they probably want to give up and want to discuss. Um, so I do think that the trade market is ultimately where the Magic solve their point guard problem. Of course, um, a long, long way to go there as well. Free agency opens up July 1st. You can begin signing players on July 6th. I'm sure the trade market will heat up on the meantime. And, of course, I think everyone's going to wait for some of the big fish to go before uh, before things really begin to move, you can't talk ten minutes of Magic free agency and ten minutes is probably too long. Without talking a little bit about Aaron Gordon, because uh, as I've mentioned before, this summer really revolves around Aaron Gordon for the Orlando Magic. As I've noted before, Orlando has roughly uh, I would I think about. 17 or 18 million dollars of cap room now. Um, before cap holds, you add in Aaron Gordon's cap hold and you add in Mario Zonia's cap hold. Don't know what the magic are doing, gonna do with Mario Zonia, but if you add in those two cap holds, it takes the magic right up to the salary cap line, which means essentially if you re sign Aaron Gordon, you are now over the cap. If if Gordon, I mean, Gordon's cap hold is at 16 million if you re-sign Aaron Gordon to what I suspect will be a 20 1000000 dollars contract, um, you are now over the cap. So the Magic essentially have to operate like they are over the salary cap, at least until Aaron Gordon is decided. Um, the team uh, then would only have the mid-level exception, and, and there are a couple other exceptions. They also have a trade exception from the Alfred Payton trade that they can use as well. So Orlando doesn't have a lot of tools to get better, and really... Um, really, the Aaron Gordon decision is the big decision that the Magic have to make this summer. It's a big one for the franchise's future as well. Do you let a 22-year-old walk? I don't think you do, especially with how Gordon played last year. Breakout season might be a little... I mean, as I've thought about it more, I've had some people say it wasn't a breakout season. You, you, know, you know, all this stuff. But Gordon had a career year last year, averaging uh, less, a little bit less than 17 points per game. Uh, and uh, really taking a step forward in his game overall. He struggled a little bit with efficiency at the end of the season. Again, a lot of us just kind of thinking he tried to do a little too much. But overall, overall, you know, Gordon took some big steps, and, and we know that he's a hard worker. We know that he's going to take even more steps before he gets back to camp in October or September. So I, I. I I personally, I am willing to invest in Aaron Gordon. I'm willing to take that chance with, with the understanding that he's so young that he could probably be dealt a little bit further down the road if it came to that. I don't think it will. But this is a huge decision, obviously. This is a humongous decision because you're committing a lot of money to a single player, and that's not easy to do, especially with the direct with where the Magic are at you know kind of at the bottom of the standings can you really and, and having so little cap room can you really tie up more money in a player that doesn't pan out that's definitely part of the risk of Aaron Gordon right now um you know it's it, like i said this is this is the magic summer is 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 deciding making this decision and figuring out if Gordon Isaac Bamba is the direction you want to go the the, the victorious big we all hope um it's it's it there's definitely debate on both sides. I think it's possible the Magic let him walk. I think it's possible they find a sign and trade if if Gordon can find a team that that wants them that uh that doesn't have cap room already. Um there aren't a lot of teams with cap room, so maybe the Magic do get him on a little bit of a bargain. I'm I'm estimating a contract that starts at 21 or 22 million dollars a year. Um I was listening to Dunk Don and and they were thinking 19 or 20 million dollars a year. Uh and I thought that was crazy, but this the money is really tight around the league this summer. There are not a lot of teams with money. And so if there aren't teams interested in Aaron Gordon to set the market, then Orlando gets to set the market. And I think Orlando absolutely should engage in good faith negotiations, make him a fair offer, maybe a little bit under what they think the market will be, and say, sign this and we'll be done. It'll probably be a, you know a little bit bigger than they actually want to give him, but... But again, if you can keep him from hitting the market where he could get a lot more, then you know that's, that's the big question. There are legitimate questions about whether Aaron Gordon can fit this group because Isaac isn't the best shooter in the world yet. Gordon is not the best shooter in the world yet. And those considerations definitely, definitely, definitely deserve to be a part of the calculus with Aaron Gordon. But this is the summer of Aaron Gordon. The Magic have this decision to make with Gordon, and that's it. Once they make that decision, then the other pieces fall in line. They let him walk. All of a sudden, they have some cap room. They could go after some big fish if they want to. I don't think they do. But Gordon is an interesting player. I mean, he's certainly a guy that has plenty more room to grow. He showed plenty of potential, and I think is someone that the Magic should indeed invest in. So, that's kind of where the Magic stand in free agency as, as as our early look at free agency. I would say that, number one, the Magic are looking for a point guard somewhere, somehow. That is the big task of the remaining of this offseason. And then two, they've got to sign Aaron Gordon. Or they got to they got to figure out what they're doing with Aaron Gordon. Those are the two big pieces to free to free agency and this offseason now that the, the draft is done. And... Really, everything else is within that frame. I mean, Mario Azonia is the next piece, but again, as I've told everyone, I'm not losing sleep over Mario Azonia. Aaron Gordon, that decision keeps you up at night. Um, the Figuring out where the point guard comes from, those are the decisions that really impact the franchise. Mario Azonia, unfortunately, I don't think he's there, but obviously as well. Aaron Gordon is a big deal, and again, sets this franchise in motion for the rest of the summer. So we'll keep an eye on that as free agency opens up on Sunday, July 1st, hopefully, hoping that the Magic end up uh, up just getting a deal done and we don't have to deal with the mechanics of restricted free agency. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic, like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore OMD, And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a beginning look at some of the Magic summer leaguers, Check out orlando I have a lot more for you coming up on Free Agency and Aaron Gordon on Orlando magicdaily.com as well on Tuesday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.